wondering how long is this gonna last then you look at this prisoner and say to me son stop fighting a fight it's already been won I am redeemed you set me free so I'll shake off these heavy chains wipe away every stain for I'm not who I used to be I am redeemed I'm redeemed All my life I have been called unworthy Shame by the voice of my shame and regret But when I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head. I remember, oh God, you're not done with me yet. I am redeemed. You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains. Wipe away every stain But I'm not who I used to be Because I don't have to be The old man inside of me For his day is long dead and gone Because I've got a new name A new life I'm not the same And a hope that will carry me home I am redeemed, you set me free, so I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, but I'm not who I used to be, I am redeemed, he set me free. I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every stain, but I'm not who I used to be. Oh God, I'm not who I used to be. Jesus, I'm not who I used to be. I am Thank God redeemed. We've been singing about salvation all night long. Have you picked up on that? We're gonna I'm gonna sing something else. I forgot to tell her. 
<clears throat> I'm going to sing by myself, then we're going to sing that. Okay. I'm glad she was ready, though. Man, I, I hope you know Jesus. Tonight's the night, folks. Tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. I would hate that. I'd hate that. I talked a little bit last night about hope. And, uh, man, I really do think that we sometimes misunderstand hope when it comes to heaven and Jesus Christ. We hope that we get home safe tonight. We hope that we win the lottery. We hope our kids turn out okay. We hope a lot of things. And there's nothing wrong with all of those things, except maybe that lottery bit. But anyway, um, sorry, I'm not trying to preach against the lottery, but, you know, don't. Anyway, uh, <coughs> the uh, those things, we say, well, I hope. And when we say we hope, what we really mean is I'm not sure those things are going to happen. But I really do hope they do. When we talk about the hope of heaven, we talk about the hope of Jesus Christ. We know it's a it's an assurance. You used the word last night when we were talking about it afterwards. I can't remember what it was, but it's a good one. Um, we are assured of heaven. I hope for heaven. All my hope is in Jesus Christ. That's not a I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not kind of thing. It's a solid as a rock thing. That's the way that is. This, the name of this song, and I and I apologize. We have to. I didn't know I was going to sing this, obviously, so I haven't practiced it, and uh, I can't remember how many measures there are before I'm supposed to actually sing. So we may start it twice. We'll just see what happens. Here we go. been held by the Savior, and I felt fire from above, and I've been down to the river, and I ain't the same, a prodigal return. in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone And all my sins are forgiven And I've been washed by the blood No stranger to prison, and I've worn shackles and chains, and I've been freed and forgiven. I'm not going back, I'll never be the same. 
breaks a man breaks him down to his knees and God I've been broken more than a time or two then he picked me up and showed me what it means to be a man and oh my in Jesus Thank God my yesterday's gone and all my sins are forgiven and I've been washed by the blood You can sing with me if you want to Oh, my hope is in Jesus, and thank God my yesterday's gone, and all my sins are forgiven, and I been washed by the blood. Now you can play. I hope you can say that tonight with a solid assurance that all your hope is in Jesus Christ. Put all your eggs in that basket. They'll be okay. All right. Stand with me as we sing. I got saved. There is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. The sinner was plunged Beneath the flood and God saved. Hope you can sing this tonight. Since then I walk in forgiveness. All of my guilt was erased. The chains of the past. A broken at last, I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He's got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? 
I've received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted your grace. And I was so lost till I fell at the cross and got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? The love of God gave me His pardon. The love of God won't let me stay the same. The love of God calls me up higher. His will is stronger. It's why I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus How could I want more? I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? I've got Jesus. How could I want more? Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Oh, love lifted me. Sing it like you believe it now. Come on. Love lifted me. Father, we thank you so much for that love that lifted all of us. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ tonight and the salvation that's provided through him by his blood on the cross. Father, tonight we thank you for Brother Nathan, how he's touched our hearts with your word this week. Father, we just ask that tonight you would put a special blessing upon him as you give strength to his voice to his body, to his mind, to all the things that he needs to use tonight. 
Father, just take over him. Just come right out of him. Let us see your presence here tonight. And Brother Nathan, just use him tonight. Give him your strength. Father, we thank you for this church and her influence on this community. And Father, I ask that you would continue to use that influence to further your kingdom. As they share Jesus Christ, as they show Jesus Christ, and as they share the love of Jesus Christ with everybody they come in contact with. Thank you again for Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. He said, I came to you in weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And this evening, I ask for your prayers, your close, special attention. As the Lord, I hope and I pray, takes His Word and touches your heart tonight. I pray that you don't hear my voice this evening. I pray that you hear the voice of the Lord. We'll go as long as mine lasts. But I want you to know, though mine may end, the voice of the Lord continues on. In the Gospel of John chapter 13 this evening, Jesus had finished supper with His disciples. It says in verse 12, So after He had washed their feet and had taken His garments, was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? He said, You call me Master and Lord. And you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Master, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sin is greater than he that sent him. And if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Tonight I want us to notice, Jesus, my Master. Jesus... My Master. Notice that the Lord was talking with His disciples at the very end of His ministry, prior to Him going to the cross later the next day and dying for our sins. And He set forth an example by washing their feet. And He said, You call Me Master and Lord. Jesus never introduced Himself as Master. People came up to Him and they addressed Him as Master some 29 times in the New Testament, calling Him Master. He never exalted Himself, but He was abased. He became low for our sakes so that we could be lifted up. I want you to know, they described Him as Master, and here in this instance, at the very close of His ministry, He looks at His men that had followed Him for three and a half years, and He said, you did right. For so I am, your Lord and your Master. The idea of being a Master, the idea of being their Lord, 
simply means that He was and is today still the boss. That is, the buck goes no higher than the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reminded the other day when I was visiting with Brother Hayden and he reminded me a story about one of our uh, seminary teachers that told us about when he was invited to speak at a commencement ceremony. And he was a minister and he was invited to speak with one requirement, one condition. Do not talk about the Lord. Now that's an odd situation, isn't it? That's about like asking a police officer not to talk about that big bust he did, you know. Or about the nurse talking about how ugly the wound was, you know. I mean, really, truly. So there he gets up there. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a minister, such and such Baptist church. He said, and for just a few moments, I want to tell you about my boss. And he went on to tell about his boss. And the fact that his boss had a son. And his boss sent his son to die on Calvary's cross so that all men could be saved. And it was as a result of what his boss did that salvation could be obtained. I want to tell you something. I've got a boss today. And if you don't have the Lord as your Savior, He is not your boss. You can say He was a good man all you want. You can say that He was a miracle worker all you want. But I want you to know something, my friend. He has got to be your Lord and your Savior. And my friend, if you don't accept Him as that, then my friend, you can't have Him at all. Now I want you to know that if Jesus is your boss, first and foremost, He's the owner of you. He bought you and He paid for you. I want to share with you a verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. It says, for you're bought with a price. I want to tell you something. That price was set not by me. It was not set by you. It was not set by any religion. It was set by God. The price for our salvation was the death of Jesus Christ and Him alone. I want you to know that Jesus paid the price for you. And He gladly and willingly paid it in full. You may be a young person here this evening. And you may wonder about your value. You may wonder and have questions about your self-worth. I want you to know something, my friend. You don't need to worry about your ego. And you need not worry about your feelings. You need not worry about how much other people think of you. I want you to know that God thinks greatly of you tonight. And He thought so greatly that He sent His only begotten Son to die for you. I want to tell you something. That's the price that Christ was willing to pay so that you could be saved. I want you to know that you've not only been purchased, but you've also been possessed. And the idea there is not demon-possessed. Sometimes that happens to small children at certain times during the evening, doesn't it? They just kind of get possessed. I know mine get possessed and we have to get a... A spoon and cast the devil out of them. It's like a magic wand. They bend over and it just comes on out. You know, that's just that, that way. I can get arrested in some circles for saying that. But I want you to know something, my friend. This possession I'm talking about is not a demonic possession. It's a possession by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me share with you Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 14. It says, Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of His glory. 
I want to tell you something. When Jesus saved my soul, He sent His Holy Spirit to come and to live inside of me. And the Holy Spirit stands as a rubber seal or a rubber stamp, a, a, a seal upon my soul to say that I am a child of God. Now, I want to share with you, there were some days there that I didn't always live like a child of God. There was a time in my life where I didn't always acknowledge Jesus as my boss. But I want to tell you something, at no time did He ever leave me nor forsake me. I may have left Him, and I may have denied Him, and I may have walked away, and I may have been ashamed of Him. But I want you to know something, my friend, Jesus never left me alone. He said, I will seal you unto the day of redemption. And my friend, I want you to know that He possesses us today. Now the problem we got as Christians today is that we fail to realize that we don't own ourselves. Too many times we get all prideful as Americans thinking we got all these rights. And don't get me wrong, we ought to exercise those rights as civilians in our country. As military men and women in our country, we ought to exercise our rights and vote and do all of those things. But I want you to know something. My friend, all of my rights were lost in Jesus Christ. And He became Lord of my life. He not only purchased me, but He also possesses me today. And although He ain't picked me up yet, I'm still waiting. I want you to know something. It's a sure thing that He's going to come get me one of these days. That's the hope that I've got in Him. My friend, we see the Master's position over us. But I want to share with you also a promise to us. I want you to know that because He's a boss, He's the best boss that there ever was. My friend, I want you to know that He is the greatest boss there ever was. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, Jesus taught His disciples in the Sermon on the Mount. And He shared with them a very important thing that they needed to understand. He said, but seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you to know that Jesus will provide for you. He will take care of your needs. You may be sitting at times thinking, I just don't know how we're going to make the bills. I don't know how we're going to make it work. I don't know how we're going to pay for it all. I don't know how we're going to make it this week. I want you to know something. You put Jesus first, He'll make sure your bills are paid. I can't tell you how He does it. I ain't figured it out myself. All I know is that when I seek Him first, and I try to live right according to His Word, He provides, and He provides, and He provides, and He provides. I don't know how He does it. My friend, He just provides. Put Him first and His righteousness. Too often as Christians today, we get so worried about trying to receive from His hand that we fail to realize that we need to be guided by His hand. We get so caught up in all the what-ifs and this and that and the, and the blessings and all this. Friend, I want to tell you something. Jesus said, you put me first. My will, my righteousness, my work, and I'll take care of everything. My friend, I want to tell you something. There ain't no need to be a mealy-mouthed Christian. I don't know if I'd get that word out tonight or not. <clears throat> no need for that. Because your God will provide for you. But then second of all, I want to tell you something. He not only promised to provide, He also promises to uh, preserve us for all of eternity. It says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever and ever. Amen. I want you to know that Jesus will preserve you. Now let me just be very frank. Life 
is nothing more than a vapor. It appears for a little while, and then it vanishes away. Our lives are nothing more than flowers out in a field of grass. They pop up with all of these rains and warmer weather. And just as soon as it dries out, we mow them right down, don't we? I want to tell you something. That's exactly the way life is. But I promise you this. If you're a child of God, you will be preserved for all of eternity. I've often been asked, preacher, how come you're not worried? How come you don't get scared about certain things? And I'll have to admit to you, there are some things that do bother me. There are things I worry about, but one thing that I don't worry about is where I'm going to go if I die tonight. I know that I'm in my Master's hand. Oh, and He will preserve me and hold me until the day of judgment. But then also I want to share with you about His provision. He also gives me power. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now I want you to know that there are a lot of forces at work in our world today. There are a lot of forces at work in our country. We find that there is influence and power from a lot of social elites from up in the northwest and over there on the, or the northeast and up on the west coast. We find that there are a lot of influences through media. We find all of these new uh, fangled things that are influencing our country. And a lot of power, it seems to be behind those. But I want you to know that there is a greater power. There are those that, my friend, have to face certain things and trials and troubles in their life. Difficult co-workers and, and, and difficult bosses. But I want to tell you something, my friend. We have the greatest power that man has ever seen. I want you to know that Jesus said, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power is given unto me. And then He said, You go. And I want to tell you something. Wherever we go preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, we are guaranteed the power of God behind us. You look on YouTube, young people. And you watch your YouTubers and your vloggers and you think, man, I tell you what, that's a lifestyle. But I want you to know something, my friend, it's a powerless lifestyle. Based on how many views and based on how many subscribers. My friend, we can look around and we can say, boy, look at that successful person. Look at this person over here and how well they've done. I want you to know something, the greatest person is that person that is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Oh, I want you to know. We need to understand that we have the power of God behind us. Finally, I want to share with you not just the fact that Jesus purchased us and possesses us, and not just the fact that He provides for us, and He preserves us and empowers us, but finally, I want you to know that this boss of ours has got some plans for us. I want you to know that His plans are plans for good. His plans are always the best plans. We may sometimes wonder about the bad things that happen. We may wonder about the sickness and the frailties of life. We may wonder about the difficulties that we have to endure. But I promise you this. No matter what we have to endure, no matter what things we have to face, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose. My friend, I want to tell you something. There's some bad things in life that we have to deal with. Difficulties. But I promise you this, God is working them all for our good and for His glory. Let me share with you this evening, first of all, Jesus wants us to be fruitful. Our boss wants us to be productive. He has not called us, 
He has not saved us and He has not left us on this earth to just sit and to blow in the wind. I want you to know He's got a purpose and a place for you. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is. But I do know this. He's got a place for you. Listen to what He said in John. I'm sorry, over there. uh, In John 15 and verse 5. In John 15 and verse 5, He said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in Me, and I in Him. Uh, The same bringeth forth much fruit. He said, for without Me, you can do nothing. I just want to stop right there, and I want us to notice on this verse what Jesus said. He said, I want to tell you something. I can cause you to be fruitful in your life, but you've got to abide in Me. That took me a little while to understand what that was talking about. I want you to know that Jesus is not as interested in me preaching a sermon as much as He is in me getting up in the morning and spending time with Him. I want you to know that Jesus ain't as interested in you teaching that Sunday school class as He is in you spending every day walking with Him. I want you to know that Jesus is not quite as interested in you being able to get up and sing and be able to get up and do all of these things that cause the rest of us to be jealous because we can't do it. No, I'm joking with you. I want you to know He's not as interested in all of the production, all the things that we have, as much as He is in us just merely abiding in Him. Being in fellowship with Jesus is the only way to be fruitful in your life. Do you feel like you ain't producing nothing? you feel like you have nothing to show for the life that you're living? Then you're not living it with the Lord Jesus Christ. But then second of all, I want you to know that you have got to have faith. You've got to have faith. Go with me to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, and listen to the end of this verse. How important it is. How vital it is. You've got to have faith. Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall He find faith on the earth? I want you to know, there are bosses that I have worked for who would come along from time to time and they would kind of check up on things. And they'd check on things. I worked for a number of years for a Cajun funeral director. Now you talk about, yeah, that's right. It's everything in that title you can imagine. Robbie Dosar. One of my best friends, I tell you, the, I, I just love him to death. The more I witnessed him about Jesus, the more Catholic he got. Still Catholic to this day. I love him to death. And if he's in here, I'd say that to him too. But I want to tell you something, my friend. He'd come behind and he'd always check up. Want to make sure that everything was right. I want you to know something. Jesus is going to come one day. And He wants to make sure that everything's right. And I want you to know that, yes, we need to have things right in our homes. We need to have things right uh, wherever we're at in our churches. We need to have things right in our jobs and in our schools. But we need to have things right in our hearts. Shall He find faith on the earth? How is your faith? My friend, that's the most important thing to Him. For the Bible says that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It is our faith that will be rewarded by the Lord one of these days. But it's not just faith that Jesus is interested in. It's also our faithfulness. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, Moreover, we're almost done as you can tell. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man... Be found faithful. Now, listen here. I know it's going to sound like 
I have done brought my soapbox tonight, okay? And I want you to know unequivocally I have. Now, some of you are on the tail end of this thing. If the Lord tarries His coming, soon and very soon you're going to meet the King. The Lord's going to call you home to glory and the rest of us are still going to be here by His grace. I want you to know something, my friend. I see today in Christianity a trend, a movement, a wave that is taking place where people consider church, the Lord, and living for the Lord kind of like a buffet. Picking and choosing, putting it back if we don't want it, leaving it on the plate. And walking away. I want you to know that Christianity is an all or nothing type of deal. This week, I read on the news this morning, one of the television stations come out with a new show. And it's a show about a man who's gone through a situation where he lost his best friend. He died. And he has now decided that he wants to try out Christianity and living by the Bible. And I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of this show, but some of the comments about this that was tweeted about this show was this. Maybe this will cause people to try out Christianity. I want you to know something. Before I bought this suit, I tried it on. Before I bought my shoes, I tried them on. Before you drive a new car, you try it out. But I want to tell you something. You either put on the Lord Jesus Christ or you don't have nothing to do with Him. There is no middle ground. It is required. Not an option, but it is required that you remain faithful. Do you know what that means? That means that you don't get to ask the question, how often should we go to church? That means that you don't get to ask, well... You know, do we have to give a tithe? That means that you don't get to ask her the question of, you know, well, how often should I read my Bible? You don't get to ask, well, how often should I pray? I want to tell you something. That means you want to go all the way because your boss expects you to. My friend, this evening, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, I promise you this. If you do not trust in Him, according to the Word of the Lord, you'll spend an eternity apart from Him in the depths of hell. But if you'll trust in Him this evening, He will save your soul. And my friend, He'll turn your life around. If you're a child of God and you're struggling, not knowing which direction to go, not having any real guidance in life, then my friend, I need to remind you, you've got a boss. You've got a master. And His name is Jesus Christ. You see, for some this evening, it's not salvation that you need. It's a coronation that needs to take place. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God hath highly exalted Him, and given Him a name which is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. My friend, I would encourage you to bow and to acknowledge Jesus as Lord this evening.